This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equitymates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we help you learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. Each episode, we take one real world business story and apply a key investing lesson to help you build your investor toolkit. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We do strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. So let's crack on. My name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity mate, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Excited for this episode. Excited for this new format. So we took a week off. Well, we've been reflecting on this for a while. Uh, Explain, what are we doing here? We've got a new format. We are now changing Get Started Investing to learn to invest in 15 minutes or less. Well, we're not really changing Get Started Investing. We're just changing the format of the episode. So we're taking one story each week uh, that we've come across and applying one key investing lesson in each episode. Reflecting on Get Started Investing and how we can best help people, I think the two biggest challenges that we faced and that most investors are facing Number one, having the confidence to actually put their money to work in the market. And number two, having the knowledge of how it all works. Mm. You know, there's a whole world out there of what can I invest in, but for people at the beginning of their investing journey, the how is the important question. How does the market work? How do I put money in it? How do I sign up to a broker account? So we want these episodes to be short, sharp, and practical. Yes. Take a story from... Uh, the investing world, help you understand it, and then help build your investing skills, your investor toolkit. I don't know what we're going to call it, but uh, one story and one lesson in every episode. In 15 minutes or less, and we're already two minutes down, so let's go. (laughs) So the story that came across the desk this week, Ren, was that Australian Super, uh, a super fund here in Australia, if you are listening overseas, has posted their first loss since the um, financial crisis in 2008. Yeah, uh, a headline that probably had Australian Super's almost 3 million members uh, a little bit nervous. Uh, super accounts for those listening overseas, pension account, retirement account, 401k, um, that tax advantaged retirement savings account. 
first of all, with this story, it's important to remember that the overall market was down in this time. America's market was down 15%. uh, Australia's market was down 10%. So the headline could have been rewritten. Australian super outperforms Australia's share market by 7%. That's much more positive. Probably not as good a click as... Australian super post first loss since JFC. Yes, yeah, and not as uh, not as clickbaity. That's for sure. So, what's the lesson that we're taking from this? Though we've um, there's a two alternatives to a headline here. Let's build the, the the toolkit. Well, I think the lesson for us was when we were reading this article and the commentary about this article, there was a lot of concern about the loss mm. in itself, and it just made us realise that for a lot of people, especially people who started investing when we started investing, there's an expectation that you make money every year. Mm. And we want to reset that expectation in the next 10 minutes. Yes. <laughs> because, and it makes sense when we, and like we are guilty of this as much as anyone, when we talk about long-term investing, when we talk about compounding, when we talk about the market's average return over time, the image we create is, gradual small gains every year that add up and compound into big amounts. You know, the market returns 7% a year on average. You sort of expect that um, sometimes it might range between like 9% and 4%, but on average it gives 7%. Yeah. That's not the case. That is not the case. It's not as smooth as it sounds. Um, It does mean, for instance, we saw last year the market ripped almost 25% uh, over in the States. Uh, And this year we're experiencing a drawdown of over 20%. So there are definitely instances where the range is huge and that compound effect that you mentioned, Ren, the slow gradual increase um, isn't as smooth year on year. So the expectation, I think the lesson here for us is to that reset that expectation that you're not going to make money every year as an investor, but it is about that long-term effect. So let's look at a historical example here. America's share market, uh, the S&P 500, the index that tracks the 500 biggest stocks in America, over the past 30 years, so from 1992 to 2021, year I was born. Nice. I'm almost 30. <laughs> um, in that time, it's delivered an average of 10.7% per annum. Great. Yeah. Soaked with that. You could build a very comfortable retirement getting 10.7% per annum for 30 years. But it didn't go up every year. Mm. In 2000, in 2001... In 2002, in 2008, and in 2018, it went down. Yeah. And let's call a spade a spade. It's going to be down in 2022 unless some miracle happens towards the (laughs) back end of the year. Now, Bryce, the best year in that time? 1995, uh, shortly after both of us were born, Ren, we were alive, up 37.6%. Incredible year. And the worst year? 2008, down 37%. So- Wild swings. The range there Mm. from negative 37 to positive 37.6, but the average over that 30-year period was 10.7%. So I think- What we're trying to do here is just reset that expectation that the market being down, being in the negative, isn't something to panic about, isn't something to fear about. It's a natural part of 
riskier markets, the stock market being one of those risky markets. Yeah. And Ren, after the ad break, we're going to look at how one of the greatest investors of all time has also managed to lose money, but still churn out incredible returns. Mm. So we're just going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ren, resetting expectations to expect uh, moments in time where the market does go down and even the greatest investor of all time loses money. And mm. that is big bad Warren Buffett over at Berkshire Hathaway. So before we spoke about the last 30 years of the S&P 500, America's stock market, and it returning 10.7%, Warren Buffett over from 1964 to now has done 20.1% a year. So almost double what the average American stock market has done. <laughs> he is rightfully known as the greatest investor in history uh, because of the size of the returns and because of the length of the returns. Yeah. Between 1964 and today, Bryce, he has returned over three and a half million <laughs> percent to his investors. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Unbelievable. But but he's lost money. So, Ren, he's lost money in 1966, 1970, 1973, and since the start of the year. No, it's from its high, I think it's down like, yeah, 8%. There you go. Yeah. 2022, add it to the list. Yeah. Yeah, I think that this is the, the best example we could find of the idea that not every year is going to be a positive year, but that doesn't mean you won't have positive returns over the long term. The range is big. His best year, 1976 up 129.3%. He more than doubled his investors' money in one year. That's incredible. You'd be stoked by that. But his worst year, just two years before then, yeah. 1974, down 48.7%. So he lost almost half of his investors' money in that year. Mm. That's incredible. Well, his investors, investors lost almost half their money, yeah. So again, uh, resetting expectations. Whatever fund manager you're with, you shouldn't expect every year to be up because the stock market is volatile because it's a riskier asset class and Sometimes it goes down and sometimes it goes down a lot. Yeah. So, Ren, I just want to uh, also clarify one thing in case people at home are thinking that their stocks aren't generating a 10% return on average. And we are talking about a market level here. We're talking about all the stocks across the index in the S&P 500 or the, all the stocks across the ASX here in Australia. That's what we're talking about at a market level. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Not don't, don't expect it at a, at a, at, at a stock level. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, Bryce, I think we've got a couple of minutes left. There's one important question that comes out of this. People might be sitting at home thinking, you know, it's okay. I understand that losing money is uh, part and parcel of being an investor. But where do you draw the line if you have money in an active manager, for example, that is losing money? Um, where do you draw the line and stop tolerating losses? This is a great question. And it, we've just spent 10 minutes, 15 minutes resetting expectations around some years you will lose money as a stock market investor. But that doesn't mean you should tolerate all losses. Uh, you should prepare for losses, but not tolerate all losses. And this is where the idea of um, measuring yourself against a benchmark or measuring the fund manager that is managing your money against a benchmark is important. So we said that Australian super lost 2%, but the Australian stock market lost 10%. Now they invest in a variety of assets, not just stocks, but you can say that the fact that they were diversified, they did better than the Australian share market. And that's that's a positive sign. If they had done heaps worse than the Australian share market, you'd probably be looking at them and saying, what's going on here, guys? So I think that's where we talk about um, looking at a benchmark. Just think about like what your alternative option is. If I didn't give my money to Bryce to manage on my behalf, what would I be doing with it? I'd probably be putting it in like an ASX 200 index fund or something like that. And so then I say, well, if Bryce can't deliver me better returns than my alternative choice, then I'm probably going to give Bryce the flick. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) But if Bryce loses money, but my alternative loses heaps more money, then I'd say, Bryce, not loving your work this year, but I can see that it could have been a lot worse. So get them next year, buddy. So Ren, just one quick follow-up. Over what period of time should I make that assessment? Great question. Do we have another 15 minutes? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I think the the short answer is we think long-term here. We spoke about Buffett investing for 60 years. We spoke about the S&P for 30 years. We can't get stupid with our timeframes. Like, you know, if you'd started investing in 1800 and you'd held to today, well, today you'd be dead. So like, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, like uh, the professional asset management industry, when they talk about long-term, they generally talk about five to seven years. So maybe that's a good rule of thumb. Medium term, maybe three years, but sort of five to seven years is what the professionals talk about. And who am I to question the professionals? That's it. Well, thank you so much for joining us as we build the skills for investing. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Contact at equitymates.com if you have any feedback. Please also uh, rate and review the podcast. It does a lot of help for us in terms of getting in front of new audience and uh, helping us educate and inspire new investors. So Ren, it's always a pleasure to chat and we'll pick it up again next week. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 